Hey nerds, if you like what we do here on One Podcast for Nerds, remember you can always support us through the ACAST supporting system to which you can find a link to in the description below of every episode. It's only a minimum of three US dollars, but no commitment. We also sell mugs, which you can find at mainjams.com, and I would describe them with Nolan's trademark slogan, having a good hand feel. They're great for coffee, tea, when you're streaming, gaming, or just doing nerdy shit. Alright, let's get to the show. Play that intro. listeners welcome to episode four of one podcast for nerds i'm one of your hosts andrew and as always with me is austin eating apparently hello how's it going nolan hey hey and bones oh 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 bones uh so what's uh what's going on with everybody anything got fun things going on in their life epic naps yeah, apparently that was super loud. Holy. Um, yeah. I've been doing a playthrough of Monster Hunter World again. Me and my buddies oh. all restarted. So That's instead good. of being at like at killing Elatrion and Fatalis and all that stuff, we are restarting back again so we can try out some different weapons and everything like that. Well, uh, if you want to, again, if you want to stream that stuff on Twitch, let me know. I'll give you all the stuff. Um, also, we did talk about uh, between me, Austin, and, and Nolan and stuff that maybe we'll uh, we got some new things coming down the line. So we're thinking about doing the music portion of this podcast and making its own separate. Uh, I just saw that my girlfriend signed into Steam on my big computer, so I'll be fun. Um, we're gonna start stre- uh, doing like a separate podcast for just music, and then maybe down the line we'll do a separate podcast for just uh, game gaming history. Is that what we decided to call it? I can't remember what it's called anymore. Gaming and history. There we go. And uh, yeah, and so that way there's just a little more content and then these podcasts won't be so long. Uh, I mean, two hours every two weeks is actually pretty good, which is nice, but trying to keep things more consistent down the pipeline in the future, we're going to work on maybe adding some more content and then breaking this podcast down into other smaller ones. And when I say small, like about an hour or so. Um, I know for some listeners, especially in Brussels, we're popular. Don't know why. I love it. It's great. I'm I'm cool with it. Um, but uh, really? some people, yeah, actually, yeah, we're like Brussels, like uh, Belgium is. That's where like, our first listeners came from. Hell <laughs> so, yeah! How's it going, so, Belgium? <laughs> yeah, legit. Um, but anyways, uh, there was some issues when it came to uploading our last podcast. The reason why is because we switched um distributors. Uh, but it seems like all that got figured out. I was a little worried we weren't on Apple Podcast, and I'm still a little worried that maybe our second episode isn't there. So I'm going to look into that again, but I know for a fact our first episode's up on Apple Podcasts, so I don't know if that's because of the distributors or, or what's going on with that. Um, that being said, we did switch to Acast from Anchor. Uh, I know on like previous podcasts, I said, oh, you can you know donate to us on Anchor. You can't, and then we corrected that in the last episode, but then here I am again talking about it. So uh you can now donate to us um you can donate to us through acast uh it's uh the the link to the to the website where you can donate will be in the bottom it is in american dollars because that's all i it would let me do i didn't really want to do like european and stuff like that um i figured usd because it's to the south of us would be the easiest 
Um, it's the lowest amount that you can donate is $3. Uh, that wasn't really my choice, but just, just keep in mind that anything that we get is hugely helpful. Um, all those donations will go help towards making more content for this podcast, getting better equipment, um, you know, just, just better recording capabilities. Like, you know, we might actually start using software because we really don't use software right now. But uh, I know there's some software that because we're, we're not in the same room. So we're all in different locations and having that software that's capable of us being able to record from distances would be super helpful because we use Discord and it's a little janky from time to time. But that's that's what we're dealing with in a pandemic. Um, you can also... It's in a way. Oh, I was just going to say the biggest thing is the microphones. We, we yeah. got to get some microphones. That would be nice. 100%. So yeah, anything anything helps. Small amounts, large amounts, whatever you feel like donating. Uh, you can find the description or you can find the website in the description below. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you in advance. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, where we'll eventually have some content, especially if Austin takes up the, the reins and starts twi- uh, streaming. Uh, same for YouTube. I volunteered for this. Because I'm throwing you in there, man. Everyone's going to expect it from you. Got to put you, you know, got to put you in the fire. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, and YouTube. There's not much on Twitch or in our YouTube right now, but uh, we do periodic- we do post quite often on Instagram and Twitter, and you know you can come apart, be a part of the community. That's also where you'll get the most announcements for now. And as always, you can subscribe to us on Patreon for four dollars a month, which is also super helpful. But all that stuff is will be found in the descriptions below as well, because I'm not naming all those handles. Um, that's all I got for the start. So with that being all said, we're going to move on to the news. All right, so we had a state of play, and this is old. I'm so sorry, guys. We do this every we do this biweekly, so you know I'm I'm sure everyone's heard about it, but we're gonna give you guys our own opinion, and it's gonna be a lot of fun to talk about. So, first off, the greatest thing that that state of play could have ever like started with, and I'm like super excited was update graphics for Crash Bandicoot Four. I'm being facetious, <laughs> but I mean, did anyone play? Does anyone even play Crash Bandicoot Four? I mean, I played the I old ones. I I've have never played ones, a single like, one. Really? I was I was more never. of a Spyro guy. I have Spyro too. I do like Spyro. Um, I'm surprised Nolan, you didn't like get one for your PlayStation One. No, I never did. I was playing a lot of other games, but not Crash Bandicoot. My brothers were huge into it, but I was playing other stuff. Um, I went from Banjo Kazooie to P- Spyro. And I've I just figured I love those style games, and I don't know what it was when it came to uh, Crash Bandicoot. I didn't start getting into that game until the worst game in those series, uh, the like the Monster Madness versions of those games came out. Oh, That's when I started yeah. playing them. Oh, and you loved every minute of it. Don't lie. I did. I actually did really like it. I really <laughs> liked the monster part. It was really cool. <laughs> Uh, we also got new, uh, new Returnal gameplay developed by Housemark. I'm, I'm into it. I think if they released a demo, I think that would help me more get into it. Cause it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's like a roguelike mashed with like other genres. Um, you're basically crashed on a planet. Uh, it's a fast paced shooter. Uh, and then when you die, you come back, everything around you changes. And there's a bit of a mystery that happens in the background. You've got to find out. That's basically all I got from the trailer. Um, I think this is probably more aimed at like Austin. I mean, what do you think, man? You don't really like roguelikes, though. No, no. You you into it at all? Um, I honestly, I 
didn't even pay much attention to that. There's other oh, things really? that, that came up in uh, the PlayStation stuff that really caught my eye. Um, I mean, the premise sounds really cool from what you explained. <laughs> Oh, but uh, I'll have to definitely. I'm probably going to be the same situation. It's going to depend on a demo for me. Yeah, fair enough. And then uh, Nolan, what were you saying? Oh, you just made it sound interesting. I might uh, look into it a little bit. Uh, I kind of like the idea of the mystery in the background. Like, there's a so like it's third person, and it's and and you know there's like you're crashing on a planet, and there's like weird looking creatures. Like they look really good. Like I think the creatures look really good in that game. But like. In the demo, she like finds a house, and it turns out it's like a house she grew up in, and then all of a sudden it goes from third person to first person, and you're like in this house, and so it's almost like things of her past are starting to like creep up. So like I don't know if it's like a traumatic situation from her childhood, or like you, I mean like I'm speculating, I don't know, but it seems like it's a, her own personal journey in that state in the in a way. So I don't know. We'll see. Again, I think yeah, I'm I'm with Austin that I think a demo would would really help. Um, moving on though, this game I am hella into is sifu absolutely i am so into that game man like i remember like it reminds me of like when i used to play uh the matrix on like gamecube and ps2 and stuff uh and like when you fought you actually hit different buttons and you could actually do different things and like the combat in that game was amazing the game was terrible but the combat in that game was amazing and um and yeah so that that really and like the premise of like every time you die you get older and older and it's like a i don't know if it's a one hit kill i can't really remember but um basically it's developed by slow cat slow clap uh sifu puts you in control of a young kung fu student who has dedicated his very soul to his quest for vengeance after his family was murdered by a squad of mysterious assassins our hero has spent the next eight years of his life preparing his revenge uh on the path of vengeance the hunt for the assassins will take you through the hidden corners of the city from the gang-ridden suburbs to the cold hallways of the corporate towers you have to go one day you have you have got you have got one day and countless enemies on your way. Time will be the price to pay. And then adaption is the way. Careful positioning and clever use of the environment to your advantage are key to your survival. Use everything at your disposal. Throwable objects, makeshift weapons, windows, and ledges. The odds are stacked against you, and you will be offered no mercy. Uh, training never ends. Kung fu is a path for the body and the mind. Learn from your errors, unlock unique skills, and find the strength within yourself to master the devastating uh, devastating techniques of Pakat. Hack me kung fu. So, um, I don't know. Did anyone, anybody watch like Daredevil, like the the movie? Yeah. Or, sorry, not the movie. Sorry, the uh, TV Netflix series? series. Yeah. You mean the best uh, Netflix series that they came out with? Or yeah, from the Marvel I, I, ones? Sure good. I mean, that's a hot take, but yeah, okay. And Jessica Jones, I like that too. Well, yes, anyways, those are both really good shows. It's the cinematography that they did from season one and season two of Daredevil. Like they actually gave a shit. You well, know, I was, I was it, just saying, it shows like, a lot of all the time and effort. Really shows in Daredevil compared to the other ones. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just saying, like if you guys watched that, you guys remember when he was in the hallway there and he was like fighting all those guys in the hallway the entire time. You guys remember that scene? I think oh, it's yeah. like season two. Anyways, that's what no, a lot that of is people, in like, season one. Oh, is it in season one? I can't remember. It's been so long, but. Uh, everyone like adequated that with this or that with like what that the the trailer was and it, it just looked really cool like i'm i'm all into this game i actually don't even need a demo one i think there's a good chance i'll get this like day one that's if i get my ps5 but yeah i'll, I'll probably get this it game. all it all depends on how the combat feels while you're doing it right 100%, like for example um for example the uh the samurai game that came out last year i think it i personally think it should have got game of the year that's how good it was but uh um 
the combat made you feel badass the world made you feel like a badass and that's what i want to f- see for from a game like this like if the combat is just kind of bland then it kind of takes away from the experience of being this warriors type character well that's what i want i want it to be a lot like the matrix back in the day or even like original assassin's creed when you had the sword fight and i just felt like you had more control over the combat or uh even middle earth uh like how when you fight all the orcs like the combat just feels so good when you have like that whole like your own kind of in some shape or form one of those or better I'll, I'll be i'll be pretty content so we'll see uh knockout c platformer with a massive scale and focus on fluidity and movement we really wanted to push scale on multiple fronts are between sunken cities vast water shelves and dangerous lava zones for players to fight it through and explore you'll play as ray a void runner looking to save her home world from the void itself a massive black hole as well as entire worlds so I'm not personally into this game. I think the artwork is really cool, but and like I do, gen- yeah, I, I generally do like platformers. Explain it, explain it, and it's beautiful, man. It, it caught my eye. The artwork um, is really nice. Yeah, um, I do like the fact it says Void Runner because I instantly think of Wraith from Apex Legends. This, but does anyone actually want to talk about Five Nights at Freddy's? Security breach has been a massive undertaking. The Mega Puzzleplex is enormous. What you're right. about to see barely. Scratch the surface of the I'm mainly excited for the uh, for the MatPat videos for his like eight year theory Eight. that's been going on um, since I the- don't actually know what they're called. Mutican. Sorry guys. Uh accent accidental hero turned leader as a growers met Abe in the first first game of the Quintum to try uh, I actually literally took this from an article and it's really bad. Uh tries to save everyone. His selflessness acts as the spark that sets the revolution ablaze. Uh, also, this is free on on launch for PS5, so that's pretty cool. Um, thank you guys. I, I I think I played Oddworld. Actually, I do think I played Noon Tasty. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever played. See, I know it's a uh, like iconic PlayStation game. I've never played it before, so I don't really have anything to really throw into this. But I'm excited that they're continuing on with some of their older mascots for the games that they had instead of just continuing on leaving their. Uh, past behind, you know? You're talking PlayStation as a whole, though, right? Yes. Like, you're talking, like, yeah. Okay. I just um, love the whole premise that he's working in a meatpacking factory where they're basically butchering themselves. Well, I and mean... packaging themselves. It's, I loved that, and that's what got me to play the first game, and I really enjoyed it. The very first one on PlayStation. It's really dangerous working in meatpacking plants, even for us, so you gotta be careful with that COVID. <laughs> Uh, we also got a new gameplay for Kina Bridge of Spirits. Uh, game's cute. It's like a Pixar game. It's like a game with Pixar animation. Uh, the new gameplay trailer, because it actually showed combat, has, I mean, from what I've been reading online, has actually turned a lot of people towards it. I'm personally still not sold on it. It's, it is, to me, it does look like a kid's game. Um, I don't know about No, you don't know? Like, you, did you watch it? I'm 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 watching it right now. That's why I just uh, unmuted myself. The combat looks amazing. The graphics yeah, are beautiful. Um and that's the that's the thing we're all looking for in this style of game, right? Um yeah. you can have the most beautiful game ever and have the worst combat system and no one's gonna wanna play it. You can have the ugliest game in the world and have an amazing combat system, people are still gonna play it. So, um as I don't care how kitty the graphics look as long as it's playable. Uh, I don't. I don't think the graphics look kitty. I just think 
the storyline, like when you watch, like if you watch the first trailer without the combat, it looks like it was meant for kids. Like it just kind of gives that vibe off. Um, but like I, I, I did watch this trailer, and I mean, again, I think if a demo was out, I'd give it a whirl. But I don't think it's something that I would spend my personal money on. First, like for me, even though like Is what it? we're gonna talk about, even though what we're gonna talk about later will be worse than that. But uh, yeah, what was I it? Know. Yeah. Is it going to be a PS5 exclusive? Uh, no, it will be on PS4 as well. Okay, well, I'm excited to play it because I haven't been able. I'm not like you. I haven't been able to get a PS5 yet. Um, hey, man! Until I ha- until I have that thing in my hands, I'm saying I don't have one either. I I'm still jelly. I'm still jelly. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man. It, I'm I love Pixar movies. Like even the matter, even the like the bad ones they put out recently. Um. It looks amazing, and I, I'm willing to even say I'm gonna buy it without even the demo. Oh, well, and then then like I don't know, in like six months will be free on Game Pass or uh, on uh, PS Plus, just like the next game. Oh wait, sorry, I have one more in between this. Uh, new Deathloop trailer. I'm actually sold on Deathloop. I really want to play Deathloop. I want to try Death- it. Uh, I'm uh, pardon. What is Deathloop? I missed that one. Uh, basically, you're like. Have you, have you watched them? Oh no, that's actually a really bad uh, comparison. Basically, you're like think of yourself as like uh, as an assassin, and you're stuck in a loop, and uh, you are there's like people you have to kill, and it's kind of like a puzzle because as you make your loops around, you keep the information you learn, like you you learn all this information, yeah. um, and so they'll like there'll be like hints, be like, oh, this person's gonna go to this, and then it turns out that a second target you have to kill later is going to this at a certain time. And so, you know, you're trying to kind of, in a best way, and it's the most efficient way you're trying to kill everybody. But at the same time, there's someone else that's looping through, and they're trying to kill you. Yeah. Okay. It's a game and, of cat and mouse. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like, I'm actually, like, yeah. really into it. That so, really sounds really neat. Yeah, I'm, it's, I like the puzzle aspect, but I also like the fact that, like, there is going to be someone out there that's going to try and kill me. So it's nice. Or vice versa. Uh- I hope I play with somebody who's really bad, <laughs> so that yeah. way I can I can do the puzzles because I'm not going to be great at the puzzles. <laughs> yeah. So so to put that in perspective, uh, this game is online, and you actually play with a real person who's trying to kill you. It's not like a PC or something like that. Oh, so really? like yeah. So like there's it's a it's a real game of cat and mouse of like you trying to fix the you trying to do the puzzle, and there's an actual player out there trying to kill you. So it's it's pretty cool. I'm pretty I'm pretty into it. Um. Okay, mm-hmm. lastly, we have... I think this is lastly, as I say this. Because I just got it for free. Frick. Thank fuck. So I can say that. We have the explicit sign on our podcast, so I can say that all I want. Um, Final Fantasy VII, upgrade and DLC integrate. So, Austin, do you want... Do you want to talk about it? Because you probably are way more excited about it than I am. The DLC. I mean, uh, I read into more what you're the bad part of it, and that does suck. Well, because... actually, hold up. No, 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 no. So I was actually wrong, and that's to you. I was wrong. Thankfully, I can catch myself for all the listeners that I won't be wrong for them. So the Final Fantasy VII remake um, is actually available to everybody who does have a digital edition and the disc version, but the upgrade, but. The DLC is only for PS5, and you also can't get the... So, like, remember how I said that I got Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS Plus? Those people can't upgrade. Oh! Yeah, so if you got it for free on PS Plus, you cannot get the upgrade to the PS Plus. Hey! 
I didn't get fucked over this time. Every yeah, game so... I buy on PlayStation the next month goes free. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 I did that while I was researching this bit because I was, I did want to make a point about it. But yeah, so uh, yeah. Other than that, like, I mean, to be fair though, like, I watched the upgraded, like, the side by side, and you're just like, it. I mean, the lighting is definitely better. Like, like lanterns in the game and all that crap are brighter, but. All in all, it's not. I don't think it's overly that different. Like the sixty frames would be nice. That I will say is better, but the graphics I mean, themselves. I mean, the game's beautiful already. I was about to say it's going to go from being the most beautiful game on the PlayStation Four to being the most beautiful game on the PlayStation Five. Yeah, um, I'm, it, yeah it's, so. there's just well, so I've much. Seen so many stuff. memes on. I've seen so many memes online about cloud being the prettiest cloud. Like. There are just well, yeah. people taking the piss out of that. Ba- basically, uh, I was to say, this game is the most horniest and beautiful people you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was always a Tifa person um, until I played uh, Remake, and now I'm in love with Aerith, like hardcore. Um, <laughs> just the, I guess the personality portrays better on the Remake than in the uh, from just the text and you having to read it. But, dude, yeah. you get to fucking yeah. play as Yuffie, bro. Hell yeah. Um, I know Yuffie isn't everybody's like favorite character from the original games because she was technically she wasn't like a required party member to be No, the game. you you had to find her and while you're looking yeah. at Chocobos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. she's all your material. But, but she's a fucking dude, it's you're going through and it takes place simultaneously while you would be playing your regular playthrough, man. There's so yeah. much cool stuff. Right? And I'm just excited, you know, Yuffie's pretty cool. Um and if they keep doing stuff like this, maybe we'll still maybe we'll get side more side moments from remake for the first game where where like where the rest of the party is, right? Maybe we'll get to play as Sid. Uh, maybe we'll get well, to play as. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just wondering. Like, it's kind of like because remember this is a this is a, a time exclusive this game. So I wonder if they, I wonder if they release the DLC to get sales up just before it starts to like go to like everybody else. That's possible. So, because it's just kind of a weird time to really... I mean, it's been a year, so... Yeah, it's been almost almost a year, right? It would have mm-hmm. been April last year the game would have came out. So, it's kind of a really long time to be like, oh, okay, DLC's coming out. Yeah. Like, um, so, there must be a right. behind it. Um, I, but, honestly, there's not... From the from what I've seen, they're also like we're planning a bunch of other like worlds and games set in the Final Fantasy VII world almost. Yeah, right. So they're remaking all these old games like Dirge of Cerberus, fucking uh, uh, all the Zax games and all those stuff. So it's pretty cool. And then there's also one moment that you see in it. You it's Zach as uh, Cloud in the opening uh, moments of Final Fantasy VII. So that's pretty cool. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with that. So I know a lot of people also have issues just because it's something we should bring up is that a lot of people have issues that being like, when's part two going to come out if everyone's making these DLCs? Right? That one's hard to say. It's been a long time. Well, I mean, think about, I mean, this game was originally announced in 2014 (laughs) at E3 and it took literally six years for the game to come out. I mean, it's understandable. It's uh, absolutely beautiful. And uh, the beautiful game but like man do you even think like do you think the reason why those like man i'm at like 2014 the playstation 4 would have just came out yeah no yeah yeah it would have just came out and 
And man, making that beautiful game to run on the PS4 would have been difficult. Mm-hmm. So, so and I like, wonder if they were waiting. You're right. So, but it's one of those situations where, yeah, everybody's uh, not very patient, and I can understand. It's mm-hmm. it's excitable news. But we waited this long for this game that we got, and I think it's a really good version for what it was essentially. Like, what is this? Like the first, they made like an entire like eight hour campaign out of the first half an hour of the original game. Yeah. Right. The game's only going to get bigger. Like it's opened up. It's going to be open world for the second game. Like it's going to take a little bit longer. But guys, we got to be patient. We're going to be. We're going to be have to be patient for the stuff we're going to get. Got to give them time, man. How many yeah. parts is this supposed to be released in? I think three. three? Yeah, yeah, three. Like the same yeah. amount of discs, I believe. It might be four. I think it was three discs or four discs. I can't remember the original. Game. Yeah, I can't really remember either. But I think it was three. I think it was three. But you know, everyone can fact check us on that later. It's it's not really diehard news because, like, by the time it all comes out, everyone's gonna forget we even had this conversation. Um, <laughs> yes. And I'll be fifty. But uh. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's that's it for all I had for the state of play. And then moving on to how I was talking about Pixar and child games, uh, we had Pokemon Twenty Five, which there was only like one game out of all this I was excited for, so I left that to the end because I'm super jacked on it. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to we talk off... about Dookie Diamond and Shitty Pearl. Oh no, we are going to talk about it, but we'll talk about that <laughs> second on here. Uh, so we got new Pokemon Snap footage for the Switch. Uh, honestly, turned me off. I'm not that excited for Pokemon what? Snap. I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get it anymore. No, no, no. See, if we're gonna do a Twitch thing here, guys, we're gonna fucking make a moment. We're gonna wear. I don't even care if we have to wear masks. We're all gonna play it in the same room, and we're gonna play Snap because it's gonna be fucking amazing. We've been waiting for what, like, thirty <laughs> years. Um. All right, everyone. If, if everyone donates three bucks, we'll get Snap. But um. <laughs> I was gonna say is that I'll even pay uh, for it. I don't even own a switch anymore. Uh, well, Doctor, uh, so our our chief medical officer here in BC, she might lift restrictions on gatherings in the next couple weeks. So uh, we actually might be able to get together uh, and resume board game night yeah, on no, the I'm days down. of tonight. And so we will be playing. Like I said, we will play it, now. and it will be fucking perfect all right this is why this is why i wish you could rent games again like this is this is the exact reason why i'd like to rent a game no man I, like, i'll buy it for you no i mean i can get it and then just we can beat it within like i as long as i return it within 30 days i get like 50 bucks back so i mean like if we beat it and i get like the 50 bucks back I, i'll be fine because like i got so much eb game like money saved up plus now i have to go like you know if i get my ps5 and went up there and trade my ps4 and all that crap. So, um, it's garbage, and I'm really excited to get rid of it. But, um, yeah. So, you know, like, yeah, I guess I can spend the thirty bucks ideally on, uh, on, on Pokemon Snap. And if you guys really want to do a Twitch, well, we need a. I don't. We don't have a. We don't have a card, capture card. So we'll have to look and getting one of those too. So it's be kind of difficult to play to play without a capture card. Yeah, well, then we'll just have to talk about playing it then. Screw it. Oh, no, just one of us will hold up a camera and, and twitch it on, on our phones. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah, how bad quality is going to be. <laughs> Dude, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm still I'm watching more stuff on Kena because I'm absolutely entranced. Uh, sorry, I accidentally muted myself. Uh, okay. I'm absolutely entranced by it right now. 
fucking see watch this some kid just got murdered and turned into a tree thing all right this is th- i don't I know what the fuck wait. you're watching dude <laughs> Kena, bridge uh bridge of spirits oh. uh time gate uh like fucking two minutes and 36 seconds some kid gets like torn into the ground and turned into a tree thing it's not it's not maybe fixed um all right, and then moving on. Oh, yeah, and so in Pokemon Snap, okay, so you can throw apples again, like the original. And then there's, like, those light balls that, like, enhance or, or change, like, the type moves. I don't know if anyone watched the trailer for it, but I don't know. I, I think what it was was originally it was smoke balls, but everyone thought it was too cruel to do that to the Pokemon. Like, you're, like, harassing them with smoke balls. So they changed it into this, like, now it's, like, a light ball that, like, makes them all happy and shit. I don't know. I mean, if you guys really want to play, we'll play it, but, like... Getting animals what? to fight each other. It's like you can't talk, you can't complain about harassing Pokemon because it's basically cockfighting. Yeah, it's yeah. two animals in a ring and having I them mean, fight it out. It's true. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not animals; they're monsters. Okay, first of all. Second yeah, I'm all, trying. I'm currently trying to raise up my magic to level twenty so I can get a goddamn Gyarados, and that fucker dies more times than I can count. But. What a piece of shit Pokemon. Um. Anyways, and then <laughs> so we're moving on. What? I was gonna say you leave Gar- you leave fucking Magikarp alone. All right. It is a garbage Pokemon. Um. So then we have uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. <laughs> eh. <laughs> I, I'm like. So it's I mean... a remake of it's a remake of the 2060s game. The look was updated, but like, man, they look like chibi. Like they look like fat <laughs> little people. And. <laughs> I mean, we can't be bad. We've been asking for it, and they finally gave it to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna get it because I played the original, and and also like my biggest issue with this game is that like, uh, apparently they've like lowered down the difficulty to like the previous Pokemon's. So like, oh. it's not even. It, it was actually the last like, it was the last challenging Pokemon game that was out there before they started doing this like easy mode style. So like. I don't know. That already like was like, no, I'm not into it. Like, I don't want it to tell me what's super effective and what's not super effective. Like, I don't really like that gimmick. I like making the, like, if I make that mistake, I make that mistake and I should pay for it. So, I mean, that's what I, that's what I like. And cause it's so, there's so many goddamn Pokemon that it's so hard to remember their types and like, what's, what's, no, their, like, what's, uh, well, fuck you, man. Get, you know, become 30 years old and let me know how your brain is. But uh, and then drink drink a beer every every time we do a podcast. Um, <laughs> did you did you cave? Did you go and grab a beer? No, actually, I live. In, I have liquor in the house, but I don't have any beer in the house. So I didn't. Oh. Um, I'm doing this sober, everybody. Um, anyways, and so yeah, I don't know. Let's just turn me off. I went to easy mode. Uh, one thing I am excited for, and the way I'm uh is Pokemon Legends Ar- Arcus Arceus Arceus. Yeah, Arceus. It's yeah, the RPG we've all been waiting for. Yeah, I know. Like so many people say that name so differently, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, so I'm super jacked that it is pretty, like, mainstream. Like it's, it's like a seamless game. Like you don't enter battles really anymore, and like you don't have to like if you want to catch a Pokemon, you can just like crouch, ha- hide behind some grass, and like just throw the stupid ball at people. I I'm like. I'm ex- well, not at people at Pokemon. I mean, you could probably throw them at people too. I actually am gonna. That's gonna be the first thing I'm gonna try. But um, yeah, it, I, I'm just excited for like 
a new mainstream Pokemon game that's like actually a little more like the art style is is the same, but um, it looks a lot like Breath of the Wild when they like the opening everything. Uh, but it's like it t- it's supposed to take like so. This is also happening in the Sinnoh region, which is exactly uh, Pearl and Diamond. But uh, in the past, so you're making the first Pokedex for that region. So you have a huge island that uh, that you get to explore, and you just go around and just catch Pokemon. And if you get to, if you want to like battle them, you can just seamlessly go into a fight. Um, I don't think anyone really. I judge this pretty hard for its graphics, but it is like early. Like it doesn't come out until next year, so it's like you know you're seeing early footage. But um, yeah, I'm super excited for this game. Like, I'm actually really excited for this game. I do think the pokeballs look like garbage, but for the graphics and everything like that, I didn't even think it looked that bad. Right in reality, um, like when you look at when you compare it to the other Pokemon games, it looks great. You just, I think we just gotta I think wait. Just, I think you, yeah, yeah. But I think if you compare it to like Sword and Shield, it doesn't look as good. I guess. So. Like, like the rendering was pretty bad. Um, like you can even see like there's patches of stuff. Like it's almost like they took like specific shots because like things in the background weren't rendering properly. Yeah, that's so, true. So I mean like it was just it's an early game though. Like, yeah, you gotta be patient. It'll look I don't think it's gonna look anything like that when it's done. I think it'll look like ten times better. But man, like awesome, because I know you're the only other person on this on, on here that plays Pokemon. Like, what are we thinking? Oh dude, I can't wait. Oh, um this will so be the exciting. first in canon game that will have anything to do with Arceus. Or Arceus, yeah. or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, um, like, he was always, he was a gift Pokemon in, I think, Platinum, right? Um, or it, I guess it doesn't have a sex or gender. No, that's that's um, very but, narrow-minded of you. <sighs> We've seen it, dude. I, I we're, a lo- we're, we're, we're a lot more open-minded here on 1P4N. <laughs> all right, yeah, no, it's all right. I'll just throw myself into the Thompson. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh yeah no I'm I'm really excited uh it'd be interesting to see the world of Gen Four especially how it all revolves around that one mountain in the middle of the area yeah how we'll figure out all this stuff um I'm just interested to see how it turns out there's not a whole lot of stuff to go off of at this moment in time the thing that really caught me off guard though is the three starters they showed um yeah none of them fair. are the Gen Four starters no it's it's a mix of all well I thought one of them was wasn't there. No, I don't. I don't think Turtwig was there because uh, it was Oshawott who's Gen Five, um, Cyndaquil who's Cyndaquil. Gen Three or Gen yeah. Two, and I thought it was another one from Gen Three. But one second here, I could be I very much wrong. I am. I'm actually looking at this right now as well. So, yeah, uh, I do think it's cool though that they did like mix mix the starters though from like different gens. Uh. I really just wrote Legends of Star Wars because that's what I have on my mind right now. As Star always, Wars. Star Wars. So it's you know no, it's Rowlet who's from Gen Seven, Oshawott's oh, is from Gen right. Five, and Cyndaquil from Gen Two. And I kind of it's like, well, I mean, it takes place in uh, the fucking Sinnoh region. You should have at least one of the starters, especially with Piplup, who is one of my who's my boy and who's my second favorite water starter, right next to Totodile. Who is the cutest? I don't care what anybody says. Oh yeah, Totodile's in it. Totodile's my boy. Yeah, he no, he's really good. But yeah, no, that's uh, I there's not much to really say about it because we just don't know enough to really put any information out there, honestly. 
No, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm super excited for it. I, I did. I, there was a, actually, I was listening to another podcast, and uh, everyone was talking about how it was, uh, like how it's like in the past, and how like the pokeballs look really old and stuff. And someone just like, well, why not just like, I'm just like, well, I'm just surprised. Like, every, uh, I was listening to another podcast, and people were saying like, well, because it takes pat, like, it takes place like in the past of the region. Like, why do the pokeballs look the same? Because if you look, like they have like locks or something on them. And someone's like, yeah, like why weren't they just like. A, like a potato sack with like the colors of a Pokemon ball, and you're just like going up and sneaking and just like throwing a potato sack over a Pokemon. That's just how you catch them. Well, I, laughed, um, I thought that was fucking funny. There's uh, so there's a a movie, and they don't really the the anime's not like does not take canon with the games, and the games aren't canon with the anime at all. But yeah. there is a movie where Ash ends up going back in time, and uh, I think it's the one with Celebi. And he actually meets Mr. Uh, like uh, Professor Oak when he was a kid, and then he had his old, this old styled uh, Pokeball that had like a knob at the top where he had to spin it a couple times to let it uh, let out his. I don't even remember what Mon it was, but uh, anyways, uh, like I'm expecting more stuff like that instead of the uh, and then the maybe Pokeball. at the end of the game. Yeah, like, uh, and at the end of the game, maybe we'll get like a prototype Pokeball, like a, like the main one. Yeah, well, that that could be the Master Ball. Yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah. So that I think that's all we have to say about the Pokemon Twenty Five. There wasn't. I mean, the intro is really cool to that, but uh, I don't think there's really much much else that we need to talk about regarding that. So, um. Okay. So I have some smaller things. I think I just have. Two more things left on the dock here. I'm just making sure. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if anyone plays Division 2. Austin, you're the only one. Yeah, I do. So Division 2 is getting a brand new game mode in 2021. Ubisoft has shared a bit more info on the big update coming to Division 2 in late 2021 at the earliest, including that there will be a brand new game mode and new ways to progress your agent. Uh, Division 2 development team shared the update following up on its recent confirmation that more content was on the way and that that and that title update 12 was no longer going to be last major update to the game. While the team yeah. didn't reveal, uh, uh, while the team didn't reveal too much, they did tease that the new game mode is entirely new to the franchise. Furthermore, the team is investigating new ways to progress your agent with an emphasis on increasing build uh, variety and viability. Uh, the development I on think... this new update is still in its early stages and to take several months to complete. Um, for me, uh, I think this uh, the division kind of got a bad rap out from the first game. It uh, it started out really bad. Don't get me wrong, but they really really took the time. They uh, they didn't like buckle uh, under pressure from uh, angry gamers, which I don't think any game developer should do. Um, and they really stuck their nose to the grindstone and really worked it out. And they made by the end of it, uh, Division One was a really good game. Uh, Division Two well, came out and it had some issues still, but I still think it's a very good game. And I think that they could just do a lot they could do in that world. Well, I, I know you're. I, I was gonna say like I, I understand that you're like you know developers shouldn't cave into the gamers, but I mean just that being said, my example is an EA game, but like look at Anthem. Mm-hmm. Like that game's gone now. Like they're not yeah. supporting it anymore. So uh, that broke my heart. I actually uh, the flying felt really good in that game. I really enjoyed it. But uh, like for example, um, uh, what's it called? The the new, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. 
Yeah, I have really Oof. enjoyed that game. I did, I bought it on release and it didn't crash that much. It was like I did not have a bad that bad of a time as everybody was making out to be. The moment the developer developers went out and apologized, they just let in all everybody to just come in and ruin their game, right? So I mean, the game is going by and is slowly getting fixed and slowly getting fixed. If they had just kept their nose to the grindstone, I don't think they would have it as much of a big like PR nightmare as they had. Well, I know a few people who play that, and they love it. They yeah. have a lot of fun. So, so what I what I think we can say about I mean, I've I've really tried to avoid this conversation as much as I can, but um, the what I can say about that and how I see it is that I think not everyone had as good of experience as others. I think it was very like, and I can't explain why. Like, I don't know if it was maybe the state of your PlayStation or your or, you know general like your your because it was only on the older consoles. Everyone like people had some issues on PC and stuff. But I like, had a, it, I have a release PlayStation Four. Yeah. So so anyway. So like that's that's what everyone was like more mad about was that system itself. And I think everyone had like a different experience based on maybe the state of your PlayStation or like, you know, like it, it, there's there's some variables that are intended to that as well. Like, and I think that the masses were big enough that I think they had to apologize because if they didn't, and because you also have to realize that. Any publicity is good publicity. So even though they apologize for something, and yeah, like everyone went after them and 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 all that stuff, but I think if they didn't apologize, that game probably would have been like there's a good chance that game would have been dead. Because if you're not taking control, like in marketing, like if you're not taking control of the conversation and you let it get out of hand, then what you have is like not only were those aiming game, not only were those aiming gamers come out, even though he spoke, they would have came out anyways. I mean, they might have gave some fuel to the fire, but they would have came out anyways, and then that would have been a different nightmare on its own to the part where, like, if if that word of mouth got around, there's a good chance that their game sales would have crashed. Like, um, what's after, that space game? The... What space game? That spacefaring game that got overly hyped. Homeworld? No, not... How old is this game? The well, first thing that comes to mind is Freelancer, because I love that game. No, um, it got overly hyped, and it just failed. Uh, I don't know because they, they they didn't have half space the game is a very yeah um, oh it, you're talking it, about No Man's Sky No Man's Sky that's all I gotta say to yeah. that situation yeah they they took well, they their lumps apologized. they took all everything like that and now that game's winning awards I right? know but they also they did apologize yes but they didn't sit there and be like all right well we're gonna give you guys refunds people I know I I know people out there that didn't that enjoyed the game they just said it they just got angry just so they could get the refund. Right, well, so it's just one of those situations I mean, where I don't think that I just you're right. Okay, sorry. I, maybe I'm being a little too uh, brunt about it. Um, well, I just think every situation uh, they, like I, you I, can apologize, but you shouldn't just let open the door, right? No, because you're just, just ruining it for yourself. Um, well, I was just gonna say though is that like I know the premise is the same, but I think the situation that led there might be different. There's not every situation I think in this. Like, there's lots of situations where like a game came. Like, I mean, look at Anthem. No one got a refund, and they're literally shutting that game down. But like, I mean, don't matter to me there. No, but I'm just saying that like, I think every situation's a little different, and then how you handle it's differently. But I think, I think because it was like, I mean, No Man's Sky, I don't think was as highly anticipated though as like I, I was, I was, I was jacked for No Man's Sky. But I can say that a lot of people I talk to in my circle didn't know about that game, and they were advocates and they didn't know about it. Like I was um, one of the them. I mean, this might just be a situation where we're going to have to agree to disagree here, but um, No Man's Sky was, like, at one point, the most anticipated game of all time. 
Uh, well, it wasn't in my circle, that's for sure. But, um, but that being said, like I, I found, I found there was more hype for cyberpunk. But, um, but I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that justifies what happened. I'm just saying that, like, I think every situation is a little different, and then I think how it gets handled is different, and and. I think it's really hard to say that if they didn't say anything, if the same thing would have happened, like we really don't know because they didn't take that route, nor would we ever see both routes take place. So it's hard to determine what would have really happened. You're um, right. Just looking outside from, from uh, inside from the outside, I guess, but you just, I that's mean, my you own just personal gotta, hot take about it. Um, so lastly, we have, I, I don't know why I put this in here, but I did. So, uh, remember how we talked about Stadia being dead? Okay, well, Xbox is getting a browser upgrade to play Stadia. So basically now, when you go on the internet on your Xbox, you can now play Stadia games. Because that, that makes sense. Was there even any, like, actual Stadia games? Like, exclusive games? Not, no, no. That's, they shut down that. They shut down that, that studio for that. So basically, basically, you can play whatever games you want. You can literally play games that you probably own on your Xbox on Stadia. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm not really going to go. Like, I got a spiel written here, but I'm not really going to go into it because I think, like, what the fuck? So that's all I really have to say about it. Um, it's a simulation like, in a simulation. Yeah, literally. You're like, you're like, you're playing a game in a game. Like, it's that's so stupid. Like, um, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you can do Google Stadia and Amazon Luna, which I don't know if Amazon Luna. I haven't used Amazon Luna, so... I do not know what that's like. Um, but yeah, that's that's actually that's all we got for I mean, I was gonna talk about I don't know if you guys want to quickly talk about it, so the uh this will be a short little bit because I don't really want to save this for, for the next episode. Um so the acquisition from Microsoft to Bethesda was actually finalized today that we're recording this because we're recording this a little late. And uh and so I, I'm just wondering what everyone I mean, again, I feel like I don't know if anyone else has played like Elder Scrolls or or Wolfenstein, or um, yeah, uh, yeah. And what's the what's the other one? Why am I dragging? Um, Fallout. Holy man. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. I, I don't know like what how everyone feels about the acquisition that Microsoft has of all of Zenimax well, Studios. Um, as long as they they uh like put out good games, that's all that matters to me. I mean, Bethesda wasn't really putting out anything of top quality recently, with Fallout 76 and Fallout 4 not being up to par, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... it's As long as everything comes out good, that's fine. Um, I just don't want another Fallout 76 fiasco. Well, what do you think? How do you feel about exclusivities, though? I mean, I'm not too worried. I mean, it's but... fine. If I don't get to play them, I don't get to play them. I mean, I as long as people are having good games, it's all that matters, right? Wow. Hot take on Cyberpunk 2077, but fucking all. <laughs> no, man. Well, I just part. that just pissed me off because um, uh, Cyberpunk pissed me off because I really liked the game and I just didn't understand why everybody just fucking was like just coming out of the woods just to bully these people who put their heart and soul into the game where. Um, yeah, it just crashed a little bit. Who cares? Um, just, just, just because I have to reply to that. Um, <laughs> it's not, I, I don't think, uh, it, it wasn't the developer's faults, though. It, it, according to what has been coming out as management that, that made that game come out early. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, don't go after the developers. It wasn't their fault, but yeah. Um, I mean, they did. 
Yeah, but again, I mean. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll get out of this. We can talk about we can we can have a more de- a better debate about this outside of the book. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make it a special episode. Our true feelings <laughs> oh, no. on face. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, it'll um, be uh, Bones and uh, Nolan will be sitting there like kids while the parents sit there and fight. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's that's all I got for the news and. Yeah, so we're going to move on to Nolan, who's going to be covering some sweet gaming and history. I want to talk about Diablo, because Diablo 2 being remastered and being released this year is really fucking exciting to me, because I love that game. One of my favorite games of all time, and probably one of the games I played the most once I got a little older. Uh I don't count when I was 10, 11, 12, when all I did was play my Nintendo, but when I was at university and I was trying to find time to play some games, Diablo 2 was probably the one I played the most. I oh, just I love loved it. Oh, it was just so much. But for me, the original Diablo has a very special place in my heart. I remember playing Warcraft 2 and the disc for Warcraft 2 had a trailer for Diablo and Starcraft. And I love Starcraft. I'm a huge Starcraft fan of the original. Couldn't really get into StarCraft 2 nearly as much, but the original was just perfect um, for This the time. is kind of like off-topic. Yeah. Do you guys know they still hold tournaments for the original StarCraft in Korea? Oh, yeah. It's one of the biggest esports over there. And it, just, It's just like, like it's, it's still how going. old is that game now? <laughs> I know! It's like, <laughs> like, Jesus, it's so old, but like it still goes. And you know what? Like I still found myself... I was playing... The Rise of Starcraft, just a couple or just over a year ago, I, I played through it once. I still love it. But for me, when I saw the trailer for Diablo on that Warcraft Two disc, I just thought that is the game for me. Because I don't know, I've always been really into the really dark and macabre kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have been a goth. I just wasn't. <laughs> like, I was really into the dark stuff. And when I saw the trailer with the crows pecking at the eyeballs and just, oh, I knew I had to get that game. And I was in love with that before the gaming came out. And then I remember getting it, playing it, and I was hooked. Like, I just love the atmosphere of Diablo. And... Um. I really appreciated the challenge um, of Diablo One, um, and then even even in some aspects Diablo Two, um, like the newer games. Unfortunately, it's it almost seems like a lot of that like horror aspect. Like, oh, I if I gathered some time gathering up all this uh, stuff for my for my knight character, and then all of a sudden you get killed. You're like, well, never getting that back again. Yeah. Right, because sometimes you'd find your body, and uh, sometimes you'd get your body back. Other times you wouldn't. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember I had backup suits or like sets of gear in uh, in town in Tristram because I was worried of I was going to get killed. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I just love the atmosphere of it. I remember the first time fighting the butcher, and it's a dark dungeon. You can't see very much, like. I'd throw up walls of fire just so I could see what was going on. And I, I just love that. And when you 
play through a dungeon or you get like three quarters of the way through and you have to stop. When you come back to the game, it rebuilds a dungeon from scratch. And every time you play, if every single dungeon is new, I to me that was I think Diablo must have been the first game that did that, where the entire game is rebuilt every time you re-enter the game. I couldn't and really say anything about it. I, I couldn't really say too much about that. Fuck! Now we're now we're interrupting each other. <laughs> I couldn't really say too much about you about the comment where it might be the first game that did that, because I I did play Diablo one as a kid. Probably shouldn't have as a kid, but uh, I did. Um, but you, I never really got the chance to like reset some of these dungeons. Um, and like this was back of this game came out back in a time where I was just like a little a little a little gaffer a little starter out <laughs> so i didn't really get uh too much chance to explore the world but for me that was the one of the biggest selling points and like for the replay value because every time you play through the game like there are times you could play through and like the butcher wouldn't be part of the game or be complete different kinds of of uh monsters or enemies in other parts of the dungeon but what the other thing that just added so much to it was the amount of loot that was dropped. Because there was so much gear, so many items, and it just, and if you built up your strength or dexterity enough, like you could play through with a rogue and turn her into a bit of a warrior with heavy armor and a decent uh, sword or something. Just the atmosphere, the darkness of it, like, and the story, I thought the story was great. And what I really love about the series is how Diablo 1 ties into Diablo 2. Because at the end of Diablo, you kill Diablo, you capture him in the Soul Stone, and then whoever you play shoves that into your your forehead, into your skull, and you contain Diablo. And then Diablo 2 starts because whoever did that from Diablo loses control and Diablo is loose. And I just loved how the story was able to continue like that. It was just uh, the atmosphere, the story, just everything about it was, oh, it was everything I was about at the time. So for um, me, it was perfect. Honestly, I think they did such a well, a good way of portraying it that um, those original two games, they're hard to uh, repeat, right? I actually really do enjoy... Uh, Diablo 3. I play a lot of the seasons. Um, I go through with all the different characters. Um, I, I, I enjoy Diablo 3 as well. But it's just not the same, you know? Not. Uh, and it, the, the way it misfires where 1 and 2 don't, I think, is just it's a brighter, more colorful, it's a vivid game. And I think that works for the way that the characters' skills are displayed on the in the game and like I, my favorite character probably in the, the entire series which i hated when i saw him in the trailer for diablo 3 but the witch doctor i just have so much fun with him but like so many of the effects of all the different skills from all the characters they really come through because of the color and everything in the game yeah. Whereas, so that takes a bit of the atmosphere away that I really love about the first two. 
but from the dark ooh, I still enjoy Diablo three. It's still a lot of fun. But uh, um, I'm just hoping that Diablo four, when it comes out, it'll go back more to Diablo one and Diablo uh, two. Yeah, I, agree with that. I I don't think it will because Diablo three. I mean, one and two because of the darkness and the atmospheric aspect of it. Just they were really good, great games, and they sold really well. But nothing compared to Diablo three. How many times did they release Diablo three? Well, it's well, not just that though. It came out on different consoles as well, right? Like it wasn't just PC. Yeah, but like the original Diablo to date only sold two and a half million copies. I mean, it was released in 1997, so that was huge then, and it was the best selling game of the year. But it only sold two and a half million copies, and that includes the Hellfire expansion. And Diablo 2 sold four million, and then another million with the Lord of Destruction expansion. Ball, my boy. Yeah, but, that's a good game. Oh, yeah, that, I really enjoyed that expansion. And most of my memories are, Yeah, most of my memories are with Diablo 2. I mean, I don't mind Diablo 3. The only thing I had issues with Diablo 3 was the artwork. Reminded me a lot of... Uh, and I don't know why, and I don't know if it was just me, but it reminded me a lot of, um, like, World of Warcraft. Like, the art that they took from that game. Like, even if you played like, Warcraft 3, like, that's just, like, what it, it looked like to me when you played Diablo 3, was that it looked a lot like Warcraft 3. And so I didn't know if they were kind of trying to go in that direction a little bit, which, I mean, I would, I mean, I don't know if I play an MMO of Diablo personally, but um, I definitely would be not into it. There was supposed to be another expansion for Diablo 2, and the guys at Blizzard North that were making it, they had so many, like, such a, so many ideas and a huge vision for what the next expansion was going to be. And it was almost going to make it like an MMO, just about. Like, there was, you're going to be able to form guilds and all kinds of stuff like that. Like, it, they were going to really expand the world of Diablo in, in the expansion they're working on. But then Blizzard, they wanted to focus on Diablo 3. So they scrapped all those plans, worked on Diablo 3. Then, they got rid of Blizzard North, and they had to start Diablo 3 from scratch again. <laughs> that breaks my heart. But no, like, I was reading about some of the plans they had for Diablo 2 for the second expansion, and that just would have taken the game to another level. But that's not where Blizzard wanted to go. No, and, and that makes sense. I mean, like, Diablo 3 was, was a good success. But again, like, I think when you look at the sales numbers, too, like, we do have to remember that... And, like, Diablo 4 is going to be the same, right? It's coming out on on every console. Everything. But but the yeah. difference between Diablo 4 and Diablo 3 that we know of so far is that you can't do the local play. No. Oh, really? Yeah, no. You uh, you have to... It's only going to be online. With update people. That kind of sucks. So. When we talk about sales, Diablo 3 set records for its first day sales and its first week sales that stood for years and years afterwards. Yeah, well, but, well, so, like, you also realize that, like, there was an expansion that came, Okay, so, like, the expansion also came out, so that would have been a reason to increase sales, and then they gave the expansion for free, like, when you bought it on Switch, right? Because it came to Switch last. 
So there's like, and then like the Switch is doing really well, like when that game came out. So there's a whole bunch of sales right there. Like everyone was really excited to play Diablo three on the go. Well, and those are counted in the numbers I was looking at. Yeah, they are counted. Right? That's what you uh, said? Not the numbers I was looking at. Well, the numbers I found was there were 30 million copies of Diablo 3 sold. And then this is where it gets a little murky because with, uh, oh, damn it, what the hell was it called now? Reaper of Souls. Tech, according to the financials, because it was given away so, so often, they only sold 3 million copies of that. But that's because, that's according to Blizzard's financials, because they gave away so many copies of it. Well, I mean, I don't, I, if, if in that case right there, I think they should follow, they should have uh, paid more t- to the amount of people playing at one time, right? And then you could have guessed uh, off of that. Uh, because in the absence of sales to show how well it did, I imagine a lot of people were still playing. The well, uh, Mal uh expansion was and a half awesome. million players was what they had. Uh, but yeah, no, but it yeah, was a they're, great they're measured really by how many players it. they had. It was a great ex- uh, expansion, and I really loved it. I just loved all the yeah. dead bodies everywhere. That that was what started bringing it back towards what I, the feel of the game that I was looking for was the expansion with Reaper Souls. With the bodies? Yeah. You're really in the dark, really dark shit, eh? I mean, I can't complain. I love blood in games. So oh, not... like, well, that was the, my hook for the whole Diablo series. When I saw the first trailer for Diablo, was just the crow pecking at the dead body. Yeah, well... Pulling the eyeball out. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, I need to play this game. <laughs> I think I think four is looking really good too in the series, so I'm really excited for that. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I know. Yeah, it's funny because every time I see something that I like, I remember seeing the trailers for Diablo three. It's like I remember seeing the Witch Doctor. It's like I that's such a stupid character, and he's my favorite. I love him. I have so much fun playing with the Witch Doctor. Yeah, I'm excited to try the Rogue again on Diablo Four. That's I'm I'm really excited they did that announcement. So because I I think uh, man, like I haven't played the I fuck I don't remember the last time I even played Diablo One. Like because I got the treasure I, pack when there was a thing. So even whenever that came out, like when they started doing that. Oh God! Oh, that was so long ago. Last time. Yeah. I, played Diablo. I still have the disc. Oh, do you? But my computer doesn't have a a disk drive, so I don't know if it even works because they don't support it really anymore. So I think they do. Uh, not online, like not on Blizzard. So like I don't know if there's a patch for my computer. You know what I mean? To like make sure it runs, like it functions properly. So yeah, that, like, probably run f- way too fast for it. Now. <laughs> well, it's not really just that, but like because of the code and like the in the like uh, in the software and stuff's all changed that. If they're not up to date, then like you might have to run like an older Direct X program just to yeah. like kind of make it work. So, I mean, I'm kind of upset because like you, you know, like if you owned any of the old games, um, you could just go onto a Blizzard and then you can like go into games you've owned because you've registered. As long as you've registered to your Blizzard account and you can download them again, except for one's the only one you can't do that with. But that being said, too, which I don't know if you guys know about, but like. If you have an old save file from Diablo 2, it's going to transfer over to the Resurrection. So, like, if you oh, had a character you play, yeah, so you have a character that you play with, um, you know, 20 years ago, uh, its save file, you can move it over to 
to the uh, the upgrade, which I think is super cool. That is really cool, but that would have been on a computer that's been destroyed a long time ago. See, I'm I'm currently playing. Uh, yeah, well, not currently, but I I do play Diablo two, uh, on this PC right now. So, yeah, I have downloaded Diablo two off of Battle.net, but uh, I haven't played it yet. No, I'm I'm excited for. I think Diablo is a really good series. Like, oh, but... so um, the cool part about uh Diablo about the whole thing is, like, I'm, every person you every player has had a different experience in every single game, and I think that's actually really cool. Well, because like every game played differently, every game felt different, right? Like oh, that. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. So what you, what you mean is when you play a different character, your experiences are are different. Based, yeah, and I think that really builds. You think it's based on your like your um, what do you call it? Like your play style, or do you like because of like the character you chose, or do you? I know. Uh, like for example, like even like so for example, the barbarian from Diablo three feels different from the barbarian from Diablo two. I agree with that. Right, so and that's what I mean. Like you, even if you pick the same character from Diablo two that you're going to play in Diablo three, or even in Diablo four, they all feel different in their own way, and they all feel updated. Some of the good stuff from the previous game kept in. Some of the bad stuff they got rid of and they tried something else. That's, that's the yeah. one thing. One of the things I didn't like about Diablo three was how it really limited the number of skills you could use. Yeah. Whereas. Two, you could use a lot more skills with all the hotkeys, but with three, that was my biggest issue with that. I, I didn't think that let me really. Pl- I'd have to get all the gear to like to take my witch doctor in one direction or my wizard in one direction or whatever, but it really didn't. I just remember with Diablo 2 with skill tree, you could. You could use a lot more skills at the same time, which I thought gave the whole fighting experience a lot more versatility and just made a lot more. I don't know. It just it was it was more fun the fighting in Diablo two. Yeah, I think I think you had like I I don't like the fact that your skills. I I mean I guess they work in tandem, but they don't build off of each other. No, as not well like in Diablo two. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you, there is a huge, it's such a huge difference between the, like, battle system between, yeah, like, two and, two and three. Or the skill system. that's the thing I liked about, what's what I liked about it. Every, every experience from Diablo 1 to Diablo 2 to Diablo 3 feels different. And I think that's actually a a good thing that they have going for them. Oh, it is, because you don't get bored of the, of the series. Mm -hmm. Because. Um, And I can't wait for part four to come out and see, see how that feels. No, absolutely. Really looking forward to that. One very interesting thing I found was the name Diablo came from uh, David Brezik, or Brevik, who developed it. He lived in a part of town called Mount Diablo, and that's where the name Diablo came from. Oh, really? Yeah, I never knew that. I just thought thought it was... I, I just thought it was, was like one of those titles, with like or one of those names that just would have like you developed the game and it would have lend it to itself, really. Well, isn't Diablo like uh, like a Spanish word of for the devil? Yep. So like you you think it would make sense? Like you have the three evils, and like you don't want 
it'd be it would sound stupid if you if your boss was the devil so diablo sounds cool but no he took it he lives in part of a town called mount diablo that's really cool actually also his original idea was to have the animation look like claymation <laughs> really yes which i'm really glad they did do because yeah oh, it, it would have been kind of fun but it just would it would have looked bad yeah i agree <laughs> that game is is not i don't think that game is really meant for claymation but no, I mean, we no. don't know though we never we never we never tried it so it's really hard to say but then he had his original ideas for the game were a bit different. He wanted turn based, and he he wanted a lot of different uh, things to it. But when Blizzard agreed to publish it and develop it, they really wanted it to have more of a influence from. They wanted it to look more like Gauntlet and wanted more of a Legend of Zelda feel to it. And then they gave it a 3D type of animation and made it look gloomy and depressive as fuck. <laughs> I think it uh, really did a good job on that aspect. And Absolutely. I think that's what that's what made the game so unique to you. I that's think. what got me hooked was just, was the look of it and the feel of it and yeah, even the gameplay of it too, right? Like I I don't know a lot of like. Um, overhead uh like uh, overhead games that really do like at that time that were like that revolutionary i guess like i mean because like think about it like uh after diablo came out then you also had uh oh, what's that stupid online gamer one was playing for so long um oh you're like you're in a kingdom god they just remade it too it was ultima there was an you ultima know? one that no been after games. that that not that one. I remember it was like an online game that everyone was playing. Like it was like, uh, like if you had like addicting games or whatever like that. Uh, Adventure uh, Quest. No, you would know it once I say it, and I would know it once I said it too, which makes it worse. Uh, just go on. I'll find the name of it. I'm, I'm. It's gonna bother me. But no, I really don't have much else to say. Just it was the first game that really that had that kind of atmosphere and just grabbed me and it was diablo was probably the first game i ever saw that the moment i saw a trailer for it's like i knew that was my game green game oh it it was the it was just the right game for me and i've loved all three of them the second one though is hands down the best yeah it's my favorite too same I here. played the Barbarian so much in that game. Same oh, here. You're top, I played the Necromancer. <laughs> I spun to win. Yeah. I Either that I, or uh, Frostfear uh, Sorcerer is really good as well. Yeah, you know what? I'm doing through that build right now. Not really my, my favorite, but I think that's just my playstyle. You want to be in there? Yeah, I'm always like, man, like whenever I play a game, I'm always that like dumbass that just is like, I know I can't take you on my own, but I'm going to sure as hell try. <laughs> so that's that's me. No, I, I love the Witch Doctor in 3 because I can raise my minions and send them in there and then just throw shit and do shit to the enemies. And same reason I played the Necromancer in 2. That was my favorite character there. Just raise some skeletons, a golem, and let them do most of the heavy lifting. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm a little lazy in my gameplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't mind the paladin either. It's pretty fun. The hammer build was really cool. Yeah, that I do agree with. Well, I'm uh, really looking forward to the remastered Diablo Two, and just can't wait for Diablo Four to come out. Yeah, I'm super excited for Resurrection. Uh, I mean, it's gonna suck that it doesn't come out to like later this year, but I'm super jacked on it. So, well, if I buy a PC, we'll we'll have to do a playthrough of it. Well, I don't know. It might be cross. Like, I'm I'm unsure. Hasn't hasn't well, been announced. I like think cross. the plan was it was gonna be cross, wasn't it? Cross platform. Uh, no, there was. I, I don't think there was any mention of it. Because like, I don't even think uh, Diablo Three is cross plat. So, I mean, it would make sense since they're taking away the fact you can't play local. It would be nice if they made it cross plat, but we'll we'll see. I mean. That's really hard. I, I I think we won't know until like maybe coming going closer to the end of the year once they start talking about it more, we might hear about it more. Oh, no, I was just looking up. It's like yeah, it does say that it's going to be it's going to support cross uh, platform. Diablo two. Yeah. Shit. Well, I guess we can play anyways then. I didn't oh, yeah. hear that. So that's sweet. If yeah. uh, if if Andrew wants to do the uh, spin to win, I'll, I'll I'll be my sorcerer. I I can be a paladin. I'd be okay with that. Uh, the Necromancer was mine. The Amazon's pretty good, too. You know, and I don't know if I've played the Amazon. Yeah, the Demon Hunter's pretty good, too, on that one. Or, uh, is it called? Assassin. The Assassin, yeah. Um, I was going to say, if we're going to be concluding all the other characters, like, from the expansion, then I'm doing uh, fucking the Druid. Hell yeah, brother. Well, I, I, think, I think they're going to be in the game, right? So... But uh, that's all we got. Um, let's move on. So what's everyone been, been playing? Doing? Uh, as I was, as I let a little bit of a teaser in before, I have been playing a lot of the uh, the Monster Hunter games recently. After they've shown some more Rise stuff, those are always really cool. Um, I am just as into the Destiny grind as always. I don't think I'll ever not be. It's called a uh, it's called a problem for a reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, I played a little bit of Uno. My uh, friend took the lobby hostage. That was always really fun. <sighs> yeah, well, Uno's a good game. That's all I have to say about all those lists. All the games you mentioned, I'm all for Uno. Um, I appreciate the support. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Uh, uh, Nolan, what have you been playing? I've been playing some Bro Force on my Switch. And Broads. Oh, I love that game. So much fun. I just downloaded Apex Legends, so I'm going to be playing that. And I have just about played through A Link to the Past on my Switch. Oh, I did you get... Did, did you got you got the Claymation one? No. No, off of the Super Nintendo... Uh, oh, 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 you mean... Sorry. Oh, A Link to the Past. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking... I don't know. I was in Link's Awakening Worlds. Jesus. I was just like, wow, you got it? Jeez. Uh, Bones? Uh, just Apex with you. Yeah, then, uh, we didn't play. We didn't play today though. And the website building game. Yeah, that's a fun game. That's a good sim. It's a good sim. Um, I've been playing Apex with Jonah, and then I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, which is, man, I don't know why for me that game took so long for me to get into it. Like I've played that game. I probably like Jonah let me borrow his disc for PS4, and like, man, I could not get into it. And then. I got it on PC, like, I don't know, last year, I think, or maybe not even that long ago, and it, it's it got me. Like, I'm into it, 
uh, I think the battle system is a lot of fun in that game and stuff, and the exploration is really cool too. I do think it's a bit of a grind to like level up though and 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 do things. Uh, so I'm not, but it, I also do like the fact that your enemies, for the most part, seem to um, level up with you, which is kind of nice. Like when I encounter like random guards like in the street now, they're not like level seven anymore. They're like level like. 13 or 14 when they were like level 9 so that's kind of cool and I've been working my way through Pokemon Yellow for whatever reason it's just a really I got a little Game Boy and sometimes I just like to sit down and just play some Game Boy so I've been working my way I just got to uh, Celadon City I just got the Silscope heading my way over to Lavender Town now I have a garbage party because I do not have access to a lot of good Pokemon yet um and also the fact like I'm playing with myself, so you can't trade to like get like Alakazam or Machoke or, or sorry, not Machoke, but Champ. And so like that's kind of shitty, but um, no, I don't know. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's such a grind to play that game, though. Like it is. Like uh, I tweeted out on on our um, Twitter handle where it's just like. I was like, I was, because I hurt my back this uh, last week or whatever, so I was laying in bed a lot playing Pokemon uh, Yellow, and I tweeted out being like, when you're in bed, you know, it's a game you go to, and then I mentioned how I was playing Pokemon Yellow, and how in Pokemon Yellow, you can get Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. Like, fuck, man. It is hot. Like, it's a grind to get Bulbasaur, because Pikachu has to have, like, a certain friendship level with you, and man, like, that little fucker is tedious as shit. And <laughs> And like you have to like make sure he's winning all the fights and you give him all your shit. And they're like, man, like you are you're a needy fucker. Like, my God. Then I finally got Bulbasaur, and then I, he's not even in my party. So that was worth it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right now. And uh, thoroughly enjoying both of those games actually for for some downtime in between homework. So they're quick, easy go intos, which is nice. Cool. Yeah. Um. So. Look forward to new content of music and possibly when we do like gaming and history, we might make that as one podcast, but that second part's not official yet. But I think we will start doing, uh, uh, sorry, Austin, what was the name you gave it? Music uh, Behind the Games? Uh, music Behind the Games. Yeah. So, so look for that on, uh, on your uh, podcast platforms. Um, yeah. As always, uh, you know, thanks for listening, especially to all the friends in, in Belgium. That's great. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, also, we got a lot of listens here in, in Canada and, and the States as well. So shout out to my brother because I know he did listen to us because he's a very kind soul. So I think that's all I got. Uh, remember, you can donate through ACAST description. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the URL is in the description. Yeah, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Thank you very much, listeners. All right. Bye. Cuties, and I love you. <laughs>